Yo, shout out to the Purple People. Welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. My name is Emmanuel, but a lot more people know me as Corriday, which is actually my Nigerian Yoruba name. Emmanuel is my biblical European name. Now, my brother and I were actually having a conversation about this on an upcoming episode called Culture Clash. However, during that conversation, we started talking about unreasonable parents and how sometimes it feels like certain cultures have an uncanny ability to produce what seems like unreasonableness in parents. So we started having a conversation about how to deal with that and our take on that. So we want you guys to take a listen to this and let us know what you think. So then talk to me about like, getting back to the topic about, you know, culture clashes. Chat to me about being, about the older generation of Nigerians, those who were kind of born and bred over there. Yeah. They've come over here now. They've had children. Mm. Their children are grown up here. Mm. And then a clash between cultures. So I feel like, not even, not even just with Nigerians, and I feel like this is more with Africans than Caribbeans. I, f- I find generally Caribbean parents are way more open to hear, to have conversations with their kids. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like as uh, Caribbean kids get older and things like that, and you know, 18, 20, 21, 22, 23, their parents listen to them way more, way more. And it's more of a dialogue. It's more of, all right, because there's still that fear and respect there. Because I, I know enough Caribbean people that are just like, what? I could never do that. My mom would give me licks, bruv. Mm. Like, there's still that respect there, but I feel like Caribbean kids are much more open to have that open dialogue, open, honest dialogue with their parents. And it won't be an argument. It will be like, all right, cool, you're an adult. Sit down, speak. Because especially with Caribbean people, a lot of their parents teach them that if you have a problem, talk with your chest. Do you know what I'm saying? If you have a problem, speak. It's not like Africans where, for a lot of the times when you're younger, you know, you have a problem, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear Pim. Shut up. Interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, but then with Africans, a lot of a lot of parents have problems with understanding that when their child has grown, they're their own individual and they're their own person. They still think they have majority control over their children. And that causes a lot of problems, especially because maybe in Nigeria, like you maybe your child can be 32 and you can still be slapping them bruv I've, right. I've heard I've heard a Nigerian mum in the past praise God this wasn't our mum but me and my brother were both there when we heard this lady oh, say yeah. this she I heard a Nigerian woman <laughs> say her children are like older than both uh, both of us yeah but I've, all, all her kids are older than both of us but I heard her say with her chest even when you are married I can still slap you nope 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 no nope. red flag Fam. red flag red flag red flag Fam. no 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 i i can't co-sign that i'm so sorry to say no 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 i cannot no. co-sign that you don't you don't do them things and now her her understanding beside behind that was probably you know even when you're married i can still correct you i can still you know discipline you yeah but you know inter yeah yeah, no, we, the, no. the, the season changes, and so the methodology has to change too. Yes, exactly, exactly. The approach has to change too. And this is what some, and I feel like, especially with with African parents, they need to kind of wait to actually see that season before they adapt to it. I'll give an example. What I'll say is this. Um, 
with especially with mums, mums will always hit their sons and 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 hit their sons and stuff like that. But then when their sons get to an age where they grow taller than them, and now they're taller than them, they're bigger, they're stronger. They understand that hitting them can't do actually do anything. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So then they are their hand, their hands are forced to change methods. Mm. Some dads they think that raw. I'm still like their sons can be growing. They'll be like, I'm still big and I'm still strong and we can still fight. But even to a degree, they understand that okay, cool, that's not gonna work. Mm. So I feel like with African parents, they need to wait to get to a state, a certain stage before they change methodology in terms of how they handle out, you know, putting it across that they're disappointed or or they're angry or however they feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that it's, it's. I don't know if I can agree with you. Here. I don't. I don't think I agree. Really? With you. I don't think I agree. What do you think? You. I think that. I think that yes, there are definitely African parents who don't seem to like because we have to remember for a lot of parents, not every parent, because there are unfortunately some parents who are they they are doing parenting wrong. Mm. Um, there are definitely parents out there. I don't know. I don't know them personally, but I'm sure I cannot generalize and say that every parent is parenting with the best intentions for their children. There are some, like, we will not say that a father who is abusing his daughter is doing it for the best intentions. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't say every parent is doing that. But there are many parents who, and they're from Africa, not just Nigeria, but from Africa, and they are parenting with the best intentions at heart. Mm. Now, we might look at it and be like, okay, you're not really going about this in the way that I would agree with, but they've got the best intention at heart. Vice versa, you made the contrast with the Caribbean, with, with you know, parents from the Caribbean. And, you know, I, I suppose in your mind, which which Caribbean countries are you thinking about? Are you thinking of? Cause, Barbados, okay. Dominica, um, you know, a couple of people from Antigua as well. And they're taught, like, if you've got a problem, say it with your chest. Okay. So I feel like growing up, you know, it's funny. We talk about cultures, right? You know, there's there's always been th there's this infamous thing that happens between Nigerians and Jamaica and Jamaicans, but Caribbeans generally, and it's the whole thing of like I don't want to ever previously, don't you ever bring home a Jamaican girl to this house? <laughs> now, <laughs> I never I never heard that, I never heard that. But yeah. there are some people who I never got that. That that's never with my our mom. It's like you can marry whoever you want as long as they're Christian, mm. an authentic child of God. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Now. Some other households, it's like, you brought him a Jamaican. <laughs> a Jamaican girl. Or it's like, you brought home a Jamaican guy. It's like, yo. Yeah. How, how, how could you? And it's because I might step on some toes here, but, and it's vice versa too, because the Jamaicans be hating, some Jamaicans hate Nigerians, bro. Yeah, but true. this whole idea of like Jamaicans, you know, the stereotype of them being disorderly. Mm. Or you have like Jamaicans who are like, don't you dare bring home a Nigerian to this house. Yeah. Like they're the worst, the worst. I'm, I'd rather you marry a white man than a Nigerian. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now for our white friends who might be listening to this podcast, we're not generalizing and saying that we love you. You get, you get. If you know us, you get. And yeah, if you don't yeah, know yeah. us, like, Yo, we're, get we're, to know us. Get to know us. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, it's like I'd rather you marry a white man before you marry a Nigerian man. Yeah, because they, they look at us, man, like we're scum, bro. Like we're scum, and that's because you know part of it is because of some of the negative things that the Nigerians were doing when they came over to the UK. Um, yeah. Maybe some of uh, what's perceived as aggressive behavior. Mm. Um, <laughs> boy, I remember I was at work one day, and a Jamaican brother was like to me, 
you Nigerians are so aggressive. And I thought mad. to myself, coming from you. Mad, mad. Coming mad, from mad, you, mad, Jamaicans. Mad, 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 mad. Anyway, mad. it's always love, man. We love, we love so all wild. our friends from the Caribbean. So but what I was, my point I was trying to make is that um, I think there's also like, there are, there are Jamaican households where it's not just, oh yeah, let's talk. It's, it's literally, there's disrespect going back and forth. Mm, mm. To me, it's like, a, it's a culture of disrespect. Not the Jamaican culture, but in those individual households. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And in Nigerian households or in the Nigerian culture, like any sort of disrespect is quashed immediately. Oh, yeah. Like you don't, you don't, nipped you, in the bud you don't even get so the chance quickly. to disrespect. Who do, who do you think you're disrespecting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a serious shame and honor culture. Yeah. It's like yeah. you don't do that. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't generalize and oh. say that African <laughs> parents don't. Well, you got a story you want to tell? Nah, I, nah, it's just it's just mad. Some would even perceive that to be so also very toxic. I don't. Also nah, very toxic. I, I don't. I don't. I think it depends on the situation. There's a there's levels and toxic. there's degrees to it. Don't get me. There's levels and there's because degrees to it. Do you don't know get what? Me wrong. I'm thinking like, okay, at the end of the day, though, like so I feel like what some young people often forget and what they don't what they don't take into consideration is the fact that they don't empathize mm. with their parents. They don't. True, They're true, talking like, oh yeah, mom, I'm taller than you now. Dad, I'm 19 now. Yeah, but your behavior is not showing that you you should just get to do whatever you want. Yeah. Now I'm not saying you should, you know, you know, shackle them up and put them in chains or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. But like at the end of the day, both you and I would be like, okay, this is my house though, it's my rules. Yeah, you're an adult, cool, nice, great, but it's my house, it's my rules. And if you're going to live here, you abide by my rules. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I hear what you're saying about, you know, uh, yeah, you know, when you become an adult, methods of discipline have to change. I completely agree with that. Mm. But I, at the same time, I do think that some young people be looking at their parents and thinking their parents are unreasonable, but actually they are the ones being unreasonable. I agree. And then I they'll agree. point at the Caribbean culture and say, oh, you know, like, oh, but they get to, in fact, for example, <laughs> I'll give you an example. If somebody's got, if the if a black guy's got his hair in cameras or something, the immediate associate, um, like I immediately think, oh, he must be Caribbean. <laughs> Ain't no African letting their child do their hair like that. Mm. Now this changing, it's changing. Yeah. Because one thing we have to remember is that, like, first of all, the Caribbeans were in this nation longer before we were. Second, um. All our perceptions about Nigerian parents come from one generation of Nigerian parents in the diaspora mm. in London. Like one generation. Mm. And what you find is that that generation is getting older. And so we're looking back and we're saying, wow, the Nigerian community is becoming a lot more lenient. Mm. Nigerian parents are becoming a lot more lenient. No, it's just that one generation of parents we've seen. Yeah. It's not that the culture is necessarily more lenient now. It's just that these guys are getting older. And as they're getting older, things are not that deep. Things are not that serious. They've seen we're getting older, you know. They can handle us. With, they can leave us to handle responsibility and them things there. Yeah. So it's like okay, now they seem to be more lenient. But to bring it back to the question, yeah, or to what you were saying about the clash between the younger and older generation, I don't think that can be put on just Nigerians in general. I think that's something that maybe more parents go through who are endemic to the Nigerian culture. But I don't think it can be said that Nigerian parents and letting their kids have liberties and letting their kids discuss and all that stuff is an issue. I personally think it is. I've got to disagree with you. I personally think it is. And, you know, this, listen, I'm not projecting. 
you know, this is not some sort of deep-seated issues or something. No, not at all. You sure about that? Oh, I'm, I'm one million percent sure. <laughs> I'm one million percent sure. Me and my mum, we have a fantastic relationship. I love her to bits. Mm. Love her to bits. Um, but I do feel like a lot of Nigerian kids, because, I, okay, let me, I'll, I'll specifically talk about Nigerian now. A lot of Nigerian kids are very, very rebellious, even in their older age. Because in their younger age, you've got a lot of them doing you know, F and all of those kinds of things. What's F? Fraud, basically. Okay. So they, go, they, they, do, they do fraud and those things there. And a lot of times it is to help their parents because they see their parents struggling. That's a whole other conversation. Mm. Um, but I feel like they get very, very disobedient and they get reckless as they get older because a culture or a relationship hasn't been built with their parents to have transparency. Mm. And I feel like African parents are the worst at doing that. Do you see with English or with with uh, Caucasian parents, with white parents, what they'll do a lot of times with their kids when their kids are grown, they'll sit their kids down and tell them, okay, X, Y, Z is going on. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That way their kids understand, they know the struggle and then they know how to react based off of that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? But African parents, they just won't tell their kids for one reason or the other. And kids will then act irrationally off of incomplete information. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? I hear that. So this is my thing, because a lot of parents for that, because let's we were, we were talking, we were having conversations about something that happened recently, and um, we were saying how African parents are very, very, or Nigerian parents are very, very noble people. Mm. Very noble people. Do you for know real, what I'm saying? For real, yeah. And they're the types of people where something could be killing them on the inside. Mm. They will refuse to tell their kids. Absolutely refuse. They'll just say, do what I said and don't question me. A lot, yeah, okay. And when you get to an older age, that isn't good enough because in back there in Nigeria, it's do as I say, don't question me. Even when you get older, mm. even when you're 23, 24, 25, do mm. as I say, don't question me. Mm. In this country, even from early, from primary school, do as I say, don't question me. Why? Right. You, because we question everything. Yeah. Because you have to. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, to, an, to a level, you have to anyway. Yeah. And it's because... Nigerian parents specifically, I'm sure parents from other cultures, they struggle with this as well. But they struggle with the fact that they actually need to be transparent with their kids when their kids are get older, particularly. Yeah. Do you know what? I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. And I agree. But I, I wouldn't say that's all Nigerian parents. Because even with West Africans, like I know I've got Ghanaian friends who can sit down, they have conversations with their mums or their dads on a level. On a level. Do you know what I'm saying? So like I, I, I hear that because... I hear that because definitely in the Nigerian culture, there are like cultures will have ways that more often than not parenting happens. Mm. Like more often than not, parents will go about parenting in this particular way mm. um, because cultures are made up of um, communities, right? Yeah. Communities are made up of families. Yeah. Families are made up of individuals. Yeah. Something like that, right? Um, and so when you have a community and, you know, they're all raising their children in a very similar way. I mean, this whole stereotype about, you know, Nigerian parents want their children to become lawyers, engineers, or doctors, it's come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. I do believe that there will be um, similarities like that when it comes to parenting, that there is a certain way, you know, whether it's shame culture or if it's like, for example, anytime you see your parents in the morning, you have to dobale or whatever it means, the dobale means to prostrate, yeah. um, which is a sign of respect as a greeting um, mm -hmm. to somebody who's older than you. Um, so yeah, I, I get that there will be things like that, but I don't think that it's culture wide. Mm. Like I, I don't think that it's every Nigerian struggles with that. But I think ultimately, 
it takes understanding. Yeah, yeah. It takes understanding to be able to like sit with your child and explain things to them or sit with your child and understand where they're coming from, what they want as parents. Because like there there'll be there'll there are parents who are going around in Nigeria preaching exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I do I think Do you know what I mean? I think what you're saying though is nowhere near the majority. Nowhere near. Ah. I think I think it's the minority if I'm being genuine. Because there's too many Nigerians who in this diaspora, there's two in this country as well, there's too many Nigerians that have the exact same experiences. Mm. Especially when you go around, even now, okay, speak to other Nigerians, they say, Oh yeah, I experienced the exact same thing growing up. But no, but here's my thing about the hypocrisy that I'm gonna call everybody out. The hypocrisy of some people in this generation. They'll be talking, like I said before, they'll be talking like their parents are mad unreasonable when you are the irresponsible one. You to are actually the irresponsible one. To a degree, like yes. you're talking to your mum, yeah, about like, are uh, you wanna now? Yeah, uh, this uh, it's tough because they lack. For many young people, they lack understanding. I'm mm. just gonna come out and say it. Yeah. They actually lack understanding. They Agreed. lack empathy. Agreed. Like you have to bear in mind that your Nigerian mum or dad or both, like they grew up in a completely different culture. What mm. was right and wrong is different to what this culture says is right and wrong. And what's this? They're growing you up in a culture to give you a better life, but it's a culture that in their minds is tantamount or equal to or synonymous with dishonor and disrespect. Yeah. It ought, like, listen, you've heard so many African parents or Nigerian parents, for example, um, because we know it might not be the same experience for every African parent, so we just want to put respect on all of y'all's name. Mm. But, like, there's this stereotype, right, that, you know, the kids of this nation are unruly. Why? Because they've seen all these videos <sighs> of white kids telling their parents to shut up, mum. Ah, that rhetoric is tired, fam. Yeah, but that it, rhetoric is tired. Listen, it might be tired, but there's th that rhetoric exists for a reason. And so they are looking at this culture as being like, first of all, let's remember the religious undertones of society in Nigeria, anti-God. Second, disrespectful, um, dishonoring. And you're now coming, you want to say, mum, I want to dye my hair green. What do you think her response to that is going to be? Now, with some parents, it's going to be like, okay, cool. That they will understand that, okay, he's a kid of this nation. But to other people, it'll be like, he's going... Because they think that you're, you dyeing your hair green is equal to you being a prostitute or whatever like, whatever it might be. <laughs> so what's my point here? What's my point here? <laughs> That's the other thing. On a little side note, that Nigerian parents love to go zero to 100 so quick. Right. So quick. But, but, what, but what do you need to do if you've got parents like that? Baby steps, man. Baby steps. Yes. You don't agree? Yes. I, no, I, I agree to an extent. I, I agree with every, everything you said I agree with. Because you need to be able to but show them that it, it's not, the, it's not you know, green hair and prostitution is not necessarily the same thing. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah I get you. And I agree. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of that onus rests on the kids yes. to, to, to use the right now approach. You're but a lot of that rests on parents to actually be open-minded enough to hear them. Yes. Because parents are not open-minded. Because the moment a child wants to have a conversation about something small, let's... I would go... Speak on it, speak on it, speak let's on it. Let's say even piercings. Okay, yeah. Let's say piercings, because that's a whole contentious topic when it comes to Christianity. That's that's a whole contentious topic. Yeah. But let's say, for all intensive purposes of this conversation, let's say piercings are allowed. Okay. Okay? Yeah. A child from this... Because in that culture, back in Nigeria... Getting piercings, you're an Ashewo, which is translates to a prostitute. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 somebody who belongs to the streets. Oh, my Like, lead. yeah, you're one of them people. Do you know what I'm saying? You're just 
undesirable once you have piercings. Mm. In this culture, bro, every other person has piercings. Yeah. It's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. It's just another accessory. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you get you get to a level where it's not even that deep, sometimes you get a piercing, if you don't even keep it in for long enough, the hole will close up. Mm. It'll be as if you never even had a piercing there in the first place. Yeah. And like, they will now come and a child, their child will be like, okay, maybe their child is not even a small picking, maybe 20, 21. Yeah. Been to uni in third year, doing their thing. They work, they got their own bread, they help with bills and stuff. They'll be like, out of, the, out of courtesy and respect for the parent, yeah. they'll come to the parent and say, Mom, Dad, I want to get a piercing. Mm. Immediately, because of the parents' culture and where they come from, they're just like, if you get a piercing in your face, don't call me your mom or your dad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I disown I, you. I disown you. <laughs> Leave this house. Don't step Pack foot in tins. this house. I don't again. want to. I don't, I don't want, want to, to hear it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they, that's yeah. that's their reaction to it. And that is so unreasonable. And that's them not wanting to understand where that child is coming from. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even if the child comes to them. Because the thing is, yeah, the way kids are in this generation, especially if, if like people... 16, 17, 18, 19, they're working. Yeah. They're juggling school and they're working at the same time. They're yeah. earning their money. They're giving money to the parents to help out with wherever they want to help out. Why can't they get a piercing? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So especially with that mindset, they can just say, you know what? Especially when you get to like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Don you. I'm my own person. Yeah. I pay my own bills for the people that I've been wise enough to save up and, and move out. I've moved out. I'm living on my ones. Why am I coming to you for this stuff? Yeah. I'm getting my pacing regardless. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So instead of them doing that, they've actually honored and respected you enough to yeah, come to and come have that you. conversation with you. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And all they get in return is no. And they slap you back down. Okay, look, look, look. I hear that. Because at the same time, is that there are, and it's not just Nigerian parents, mind you. Yeah, yeah. Like what we're talking about is is less about culture, even though it might be more common in certain cultures. Mm -hmm. But what we're talking about is less about culture and more about individuals and their zealousness for doing things in what they would say is the right way. There are people who, even in the Caribbean culture, their parents think they're still virgins. Mm. <laughs> I hope that all the people lying to your parents. <laughs> like they, their parents think they're still virgins, but they don't want to tell their parents because there's like a there's like a fear of like I can't be genuine or real with you, yeah, because it's gonna get shut down, yeah, yeah. or like I can't be genuine or real with you because you're maybe you'll reject me, yeah, or you'll put me to shame or whatever it might be, yeah. So yeah, there are definitely like I'm not disputing that at all. There are definitely unreasonable parents, mm. but my thing is like put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel? Imagine there was something you felt like. Because some people, some people, they're like, oh, yeah, well, if it was me, you know, I wouldn't mind piercings and stuff like that. Cool. But are, is there anything that you mind at all? Because mm. if your thing is, I wouldn't mind my child doing anything, well, I think we need to have a serious conversation. <laughs> because there are some <laughs> things you should mind. 100%. 100%. 100%. are definitely 100%, some yeah, things yeah, you should yeah. mind. 100%. But imagine the things that you did mind, if you are a reasonable person now, there were things that you minded. And your child was then like, that's the very thing I want to do. How would you want them to deal with it? How would you want them to go about it? Here's my thing. And that's not even my question to you. That's my question to all these other people who are like, I would say, going about it the wrong way where their parents are reasonable. If your parent is okay, unreasonable... Yeah. Where their parents are reasonable, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I understand that. Like I if understand it, that. If it, is, if it is something small like... 
piercings and you're currently living in your mother's house and your mother or your father's house and they're like, listen, because remember, some of these people, they don't know how to vocalize what it is they're feeling. Yeah. What they might be feeling is, listen, I grew up in a place where prostitutes had it had face piercings. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Or they had a, a tongue piercing. Mm. It was prostitutes who did that. And anytime I see that, that's what's going through my mind. Mm. And I'm not comfortable seeing you with that kind of thing because I'm seeing that as synonymous now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? They're linking now, it together. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, we should be mature enough. We should have understanding enough by God's grace to be able to differentiate between the two and to see that just because somebody does this doesn't necessarily mean they are that. Mm. But we have to remember, like, people say, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm. But I, I had a friend in secondary school during a debate club. He said, how do, are you going to know what book you're going to read if you don't judge it by its cover? Fair. So, like, to, to some degree, we have to have a level of grace. But I'm getting besides the point. What I'm trying to say is, you know, if you're in their shoes, just try and put yourself in their shoes. Not many of them are going to be able to communicate. If it's something small like a piercing, is it that deep that you have to get a piercing? Why do you actually want it? We're not, talk we're not talking about big, serious life decisions here. If it's a tiny thing like, oh, mom. I want to be drinking in the house now. I want to invite my friends over to drink. If your mom's not comfortable with it, live in peace, bruv. It's not that deep. Why do you need it that bad? To an extent, I if understand it's a, that. If it's a small thing. To an extent, like to an extent, I understand that. But catering to your parents' need for control isn't doing them any favors. Is it always your parents' need for control, though? But let me let you finish. Let me let you finish. Your Don't point. get me wrong. Don't, that's a good question. That's a good question. Sometimes, yeah, I can I can be like cool in terms of the young people. It's just their eyes for what they want, their eyes for their belly and what they want. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just not worth it. Sometimes you just need to pick your battles and you know what, be like, listen, this one ain't that deep. I can live without it. And but I now, can, and I can, you won't be and in her I house can, or his house forever. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I get that. I understand that. But why is it you have to cater to your parents, especially with when it's becoming a reoccurring thing? Yeah. Because I guarantee you that same parent who's going to work, who's got Sally, who's the same age as you, Sally's ordering them about. Yeah. And they're not going to turn to Sally and say, how dare you talk to me like that? I'm your elder. You yeah, give me respect. Yeah. They're not doing that to Sally. Yeah. So, because what some of these parents do is that they come home and they start projecting on their kids. Because they go out, they can't, they can't, they, they, they don't get the same respect out there. So they're coming and doing the same thing to their kids when it shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be the case. That's a, that's a bit of another conversation. But my thing because is, Sally, Sally's not their child. Because Sally's another, not their child. Thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, if they I could have, that, if they could have their way, they would have slapped Sally twenty-seven times by now already. But they can't have their way, and they can't always get their way. But now it's their home, and it's this, the same thing happens with their kids. Though you can't always get their way, no, especially you, when their okay. kids get to a certain age. This is okay, my yeah. thing. When their kids get to a certain age, yeah, it's like it's like it's like obviously something we were talking about before. When your kids get to a certain age. They have knowledge of what is good, what is eat, what is good and what is bad, what's right and what's wrong. It gets to a stage well, they where hopefully parents, do. They, they hopefully, hopefully do. well, they hopefully do. Let's say at age of 23, 24, parents at that stage shouldn't be forcing their kids to do anything. At that stage, is I can advise you. Yeah. What you should, what of I course. think you should do. Yeah. What you do is, is that's up to you. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, let me, let me, okusi olowa. Something like that. Which man. basically like means that. I leave it in your hands. I leave it in it's your hands. Isn't you. It's do, left to you. Do you do know what I'm saying? Wish. Yeah. Because, bro, this whole thing of uh, just because you're you're under my roof, under my roof, this and that. Are you telling me if somebody of an equal age mate was to move into their yard and be wanting to do all these things, they're gonna tell that that age mate, oh, just because you're under my roof, you follow my rules? I would. I personally would. 
Huh? I personally would. If you're li- otherwise, when don't live comes, in my when house. When it comes to certain things, so let's say like it's your crib. You've let somebody who's the same age as you move in, and then they want to be bringing their friends around, drinking and playing loud music. Cool, that can't run. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's not impacting you, something that's not affecting you, something oh, okay. that's out of line with your religion, that's not out of line with your religion, so it's not impacting you on a spiritual level. Yeah. Nothing like that. That's something to do with me. Like I'm just getting a piercing, and you're telling me uh, whilst you live under my roof. It's over my dead body you're getting a piss. <laughs> <laughs> that can be arranged, God forbid, in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's unreasonable. That's no, unreasonable. Okay, yeah, but again, what we're not taking into consideration is the fact that that's a friend. This is your child. Two different things. And many people will come on this, on this whole level of, yeah, but, you know, you should be your friend. I'm your parent. Yeah, we can be friends, but I'm your parent no, no, no. first. Obviously, parent first. Obviously, obviously. You know obviously, what I'm saying? Obviously, obviously. I'm going to be your friend. And before some people start looking at me like, oh, this guy's going to be some, he's going to be some strict dad. He's going to be a disciplinarian. You need to be fair on your kids. Shut <laughs> up. Shut <laughs> up, please. Get to know first. Get to know me first. I said, shut up. Shut up. Listen, this is the, the purple podcast. We're coming for red and blue. You understand that? All right. Tell him again. Tell him anyway, again. we love you. That's why you keep listening. Don't don't switch off. Don't, don't switch off. <laughs> okay, Mabin, relax, relax. <laughs> but like, listen, I, I hear that. Like, I hear everything you're saying, and I agree. Now we will end up going back and forth here mm. because I think we, without us getting too specific, it'll be hard to like narrow down because not one shoe fits all. Of course, you, you of shouldn't. Course. You shouldn't. You know, attempt to go at every situation the exact same way. Of course, and some of people course, would even argue and say that if you allow your parents to dictate to you, like if you say, "Oh, just for the sake of peace, I'm just gonna leave it mm. and just give my dad or give my mum what they want in this particular situation," they will say that you're setting a precedent. Yeah, family, because here, enabling then, them, bro. When you their, enabling them, when you then get fam. married and you now want to do something with your husband. They think they can still t- tell you Dictate. how things run. That's dead, fam. That so, dead listen, food. I'm not advocating for that at all. They're mm. definitely, you know, we're not talking about unreasonable unreasonable parents here. Mm. We're talking about reasonable parents who, for whatever reason, have their own views on what is right and wrong. Mm. Um, and we're talking about how best can we deal with that clash? Yeah. You know, can we live for the sake of peace? Are you going to be living with your parents for, with these reasonable parents for, for the rest of your life? Mm. Is it something that you really need right now or can you forego it mm. and get it when, you're, when you've moved out of the house? Yeah, is yeah. moving out of the house an option do you know what i'm saying like mm. maybe it's that they don't understand because what we have to remember about parents is to a degree they're just children in big bodies to a degree what am i talking about here they too are trying to figure things out there were things that when we were younger our mom was like definitely not and now that we're older as she's grown in, in the faith as we've grown in knowledge of the word of god and things like that mm. that because our house the reason i'm bringing that up is because our house um is run by by the word of god is mm. run by the faith Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are things that she's she no longer subscribes to. Mm. There are things that she now subscribes to. There are some liberties that she's now more open to because we've grown. We've all grown. Yeah. So is it is that the situation with your parents where they're growing? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it that maybe you guys need to build relationship more? Maybe they need to build trust. You know, they need to be able to see that you're trustworthy and things like that. You mm. know, is it is it things are these things that we can that can be worked around for the sake of peace for now? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And if it's like a really serious thing, then maybe you need to have a conversation with a counselor, with a pastor, something like that. Do you know what for I'm saying? Real, real. So we're not saying that this is, we're not talking about unreasonable situations and nor are we advocating that you should be micromanaged all the time at home. That's not what we're talking about. Mm. But when it does come to unreasonable parents, what should people do? Yeah. 
And we need to clarify what we mean by unreasonable. What I mean by unreasonable, because some people will be saying, like, yeah, the fact that my dad doesn't let me come home with two men and do a threesome is unreasonable. That, no, you are the unreasonable one. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually the unreasonable one. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's yeah. not what we mean. What we're talking about with unreasonable is like, kind of like what you mentioned before, where it's like, okay, these are things that, you know, are minute things like, oh, you know, mom, I'm, I'm going out on Saturday with my friends. I'll be back by 10 p.m. Some people are looking at me now like, 10 p.m.? Dead that. Like, even my brother's looking at me right now. What? 10 p.m., fam. Nah, let's say, let's say, oh, I'm going out to, I'm going out for dinner. I'll be back. Like, there's a party going on afterwards. I'll be back at around 4 or 5 a.m. Now, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking that's unreasonable. Corridor, Emmanuel, you know what? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. For the majority of people, there are events where that is required. Of course. You see what I'm saying? Required. And, and, and required. no, no, no. Okay, let's say required. Or it doesn't even have to be required. Let's say it's even your birthday and you're going out and you're going to a party with your friends. You don't need to be out till 5 a.m. But you know what? Listen, listen. Let me let me just say this though. I understand that not everybody listening to this is like me. All right, I'm not. Many people aren't like you. Too many people are not like too me. Too many people, and that's their problem. Do you know what I'm saying? That's their. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's they're the ones losing out. Fab, but I'm talking for them people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. Now nah, we them love people. you. We love you in it. We love you. But I'm talking for them people. Look, I get, listen, I get that. You know, for okay, the long, fair people are coming out. Let's not even say five a.m. Let's say I'll be back three thirty. Yeah, let's say I'll be back to two a.m. No, three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. Because more times, more times, clubs will close at one. What are you doing at anyway? Okay. Clubs cool. will close at one because people don't know how to come on time to a party. Everybody needs to be fashionably late. Oh, pause. Late. Hold on, pause. We need to talk about that. All you black people who are listening to this and you don't know how to get to places on time, stop it. That's that's a whole other conversation. Stop it. That's a whole other. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I just have to deal with this right now. <laughs> you sound so. Bruv, stop like, it. It bothers me on the same level. Bruv, how can you. I? How can we be? How am I meant to play at a worship event? And you're getting there at the time it starts, and you're a member of the band, bruv. Stop it, stop it, stop that. What's wrong, bruv? Like get to places on time, have some decency and respect. Right, don't bruv. worry, that'll be its own podcast because we can go on for Flip. ages about that one. We could go on for ages. We could Sorry, go on for bruv, ages. Bruv, continue, man. But um, but yeah, man. My thing is, it's unreasonable parents because you know somebody I know is one of my guys. Yeah, his parents, boy. Boy, 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 when I when I told you like me, I'm a man who likes to respect parents and that, but the way they move, it's a mad thing. Like this guy has grown, like he's grown in it. And it's like early twenties, he's grown. And they they just move nuts, bro. They move nuts. nuts. I'm double. talking, he'll be out with a man them yeah. And then bro, he's got like he has to be back in the yard by like 10, 11. No, but like 10. And if it gets to 11, 12, like his parents are bailing off his line. Like, where My are, kind like, of parents. Nah, do, 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 do. <laughs> you know what's worse? You know what's nah, I'm worse? Playing, I'm it even gets to the stage where, bro, that, I think a couple times they've locked him out the yard. He's had to go to his cousin's yard to go and sleep for the night. That's a Bro, do you know how wild that is? Do you know how wild? This is a person who works. He's got his bread. He's got his side hustles. He's chasing, like, all legal, clean. Like, it's, it's all her. It's all. Anyway, but yeah, it's all legal. <laughs> it's all legal. It's clean. Like yeah. it's proper. This is a person like he's responsible. Like he's he's got his stuff patterned, and his parents just move wild. Well, part of it is we don't. But I think here, I want. I do want to say this though. We don't always know what's happening in the background. Boy, I because mean, that's my guy. So I I have I have obviously back, fair back, enough background knowledge of yeah. it. So that's why I'm talking the way I am. But 
it's it's I know there's some situations where obviously you don't see the full picture, yeah. and I understand that. But in that situation, I yeah, think that's just much. that's too much because that ends up even causing a fractious relationship between the child and the parents. Yeah, it definitely can on do. a major scale. I think if you know, just to go back because some people will be listening and they'll hear me saying 10 p.m. They'll be saying, "Oh, this guy's uh, he's your old man, bro. He's that blah 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 blah. I whatever, old man, bro. whatever, whatever." But what I'm saying is like, listen, you know. In the case of unreasonable parents, sometimes it's things like letting them know in advance. Yeah. Like, okay, dad, I've got this party that I'm going to next week, Saturday. It's my busy mate. You know, it's my best. It's my boy. Blah, 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 blah. I'll be home by 5 a.m. You have my word. You have my guarantee. Mm. And then guess what? Be home by 5 a.m. Sometimes, maybe even earlier and be like, yeah. Or be home earlier. Because what sometimes we forget is that, you know, reasonable parents can become unreasonable when we continuously break their trust. Yeah, yeah. And having had a time after time after time of breaking their trust, we then do what we said we were going to do and they still don't trust us and we're looking at them like, but I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah, but for the last five years, you've you've not been doing what I've said. Mm. You've not been honoring your part of the agreement. Do you know what I'm saying? So unreasonable parents can become unreasonable because of the ways we've acted in the past. And where that's happened, we need to own up and tell them, you know what, mom, you know what, dad. And not just when you want something from them, mm. but just out of the blue. Just be like, you know what, mom, you know what, dad. All this, these past times, you know, I've been doing this. And to be fair, like I've not been holding up my side of the bargain. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cool. Next time it won't happen or whatever it is. But where you have unreasonable parents, um, just prayer. Prayer and fasting. That's, uh, Boy. <laughs> Boy. that's what I can recommend. Prayer and fasting, you know, patience, like talking to them. Um, or if if they persist and you've tried, bro, you just got to rat. You just got to stack up and move out the yard. It gets that rule. You got to stack up and move out the yard because unreasonable parents, bro. It's the same. It's the same as anybody. Those who don't hear must feel. You're not hearing me, therefore you'll feel it when I move out. But you know the other thing as well. Sometimes it's also like, take this with a pinch of salt now. But sometimes it's also seeing that people they trust allow their children to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So for example. Imagine your parents were, assuming you're Christian, imagine your parents were stricter than your pastor's parents. Sorry. Imagine your parents were stricter than your pastor's Mm. on their own children, right? Yeah. So, like, your pastors would allow their kids to go out or to to get an earpiece or whatever it might be, Mm. um, and your parents are mad strict in that area. Yeah. Maybe sometimes it's showing, oh, but mom, like, pastor and pastor's wife, you know, they... They allow their kid to do this particular thing, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's just walking it, walking them, walking them through it. Like yeah. even sometimes, if it's like a life decision, just showing them that you know, like it's it's gonna work out proper. Because sometimes an unreasonable parent is just a parent who's trying to protect you. Mm. Like their 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 aims or their goals are are in the right place, so their hearts in the right place, but they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. So yeah, man, what, what can be done with an unreasonable parent where you're clashing and it's a matter of culture? Um, be understanding, be patient, mm. um, where you can speak with them. Mm. Um, you know, and, and be patient and understanding when you're speaking to them. Like mm. remember these are your parents as well. Mm. If if you if it's anything like Nigerian culture, it's like honor and respect, go the extra mile. Yeah. Show them that what you're respecting them, you're honoring them. And mm. that you, what you are about to say is not in, in trying to dishonor them. Yeah. Like, don't be like, Mom, I just want to let you know I love you, but you know, um, I just, you know, sometimes we have to voice out as children and I have to let you know you're a terrible mom. That, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> 
that's that's not how to go about it. I would strongly advise yeah, yeah. that you do not take that line of action. You need, to do, you need to tell them in the most gentle, humble, loving way possible, and show them that you're not, you know, you're not trying to dishonor them. You're not trying to disrespect them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. If you've got unreasonable parents, man, prayer, understanding, patience, and communication, man, communication, mm. and then trust. You know, little things, showing them that they can trust you with the decision they're making. If it's a thing that they've, they're they arguing that something comes from the Bible and, you know, blah, 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 whatever it might be, then you maybe you need to get up on your word game. Get up on your word game wow. and show them from Scripture that, okay, what they're saying is not actually true. And don't come for them like, I know the Bible better than you. But just show them like, oh, yeah, like, mom, dad, you know, I noticed this particular thing. Mm. And don't let it just be in that one department because then they'll look at it as you're trying to use the Bible to justify what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. But like, how about you just get to know the word of God and just try and live your life by the word in everything you're doing mm. so that when they see that you're actually living by the word. And so when you're saying this thing, it's not just because you want it. Yeah. It's because you're actually trying to live by the word. They might be more open to listen. Mm. And then the other thing as well is like, you know, sometimes bear with them in love, isn't it? Bear with them in love. Hundred. It's all about patience, listening. So there it is. But listen, the conversation is not over. We want to know what you think. Have you got unreasonable parents? How are you going about it? Or do you know someone who says that they've got unreasonable parents, but maybe secretly they're the unreasonable one? If you do, then come on, do us a favor. Don't be selfish. Share this with them. Give them a little red. Give them a little blue. And let's make them a part of the purple people. Peace.